JD Talking Sports, it is Monday, January 22nd, 2018, and let's get right to it. Okay, now Pat Shermer is going to become the 18th head coach in the history of the New York Giants, and I think with the 38-7 shellacking, he showed that he's coming in, and I know I talked before, they said he's a home, Bill Polian said he's a home run and all this stuff, and yada da, the coach Cleveland, whatever, but if you're la- my last memory of a man is getting your ass kicked and being out, giving up 30 unanswered, uh, 38 unanswered points against the Eagles and not showing any real fight from an offensive coordinator and your quarterback looked kind of shaky the last couple games he played, and I know he turned his season around, but I think we're paying these guys for championships, right? Giants are paying to win championships, and I know he did come across and he did say, I, I, want, I want to make sure exactly I get correctly what he did say because I don't want to misquote him. Starting the process to once again build a championship team. Okay. To build a championship team. Okay. You know what? Let's give let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say, okay. You know what? We'll give you a shot. We'll see what happens and we'll go from here. Now, defensive coordinator. It's going to be Jack Del Rio probably. My dad was here today. Why not bring back Rex Ryan? I don't think Rex Ryan's ego would take it. But I'll tell you, it would help his career. Maybe coming back. I, I, I don't want Rex back. He just he's not he's not a Giants guy. He's too much of a blowhard. Jack Del Rio, he, you know, that's where he got his start. He's had a couple of head coaching jobs, hasn't worked out, then he was, went back defensive coordinator. Maybe that's what he's better at. We shall see. They got the number two pick in the draft. Quarterbacks, you know, I'm hearing different things. Josh Allen really doesn't have accuracy. He's more athletic. Josh Rosen doesn't have the best. Throwing motion either does Darnold out of USC, but he is the most upside. They, you know, the quarterbacks this year aren't as good as last year. I mean, Deshaun Watson, man, goddamn, he hadn't got hurt. Forget about it. Hey, what do I know? I'm just a guy talking sports here in Jersey, giving my opinion on stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do know that Jason Kidd was fired today after. Three and a half seasons. They're 23 and 22 this year. The Greek freak was so upset that he wanted to call the ownership to plead his case for Jason Kidd. Now, Kidd's record in four seasons sort of 41 and 41 his first year, 33 and 49, then 42 and 40, and was 23 and 22. But ownership was not. That's that's what I think I read. Ownership wasn't happy with him? Yeah. It, well, they said Greek Creek was devastated. They have not named a... Chris Haynes from ESPN says they have not officially... That they, they, they fired the coach, but they had not notified Kidd. Assistant coach Joe Pr- uh, Prunty will serve as interim coach following Kidd's outsting. They were 4-7 in January, dropping four of the last five. Just one game ahead of the Pistons. The team elected a fire kid in part because it had fallen to the eighth seed, but also because of frayed relationships and general non-alignment. But they said it's going to be the most soft after because of the Greek freak. Now, he's only 23, 28 a game, 10 rebounds, almost five assists, two steals, one blocks per game. He was named most improved player, made all NBA second team last season. But he had a positive relationship with Kidd who has coached him every season except 2013-2014 was a rookie. 
Now they went 139 and 150 with Kidd at the helm and lost in the first round both times, made the playoffs. Now I feel like 23 and 22, 45 games of the season, and you're bringing an interim coach. Now I know Tyron Lou came in and they did great things with Cleveland, but I always feel sometimes that what does it do? But he must have pissed somebody off. I'm just like, wow, 23 and 22. We're done. We're in the playoffs. Well, we're in the playoff hunt as we speak right now. I, <clears throat> I don't know. What do I know? I am just I'm, I, I just was like, wow. So I thought he, I thought they were had a worse record. Now I know that they expected better things, but you know he doesn't have a great team around him. I don't think the Bucks in the East are were going to be. A, I mean, they have a great player, but you need to put players around him, and they haven't got the players around him yet. They have good players that don't have great players, and that's the thing. You got to build a unit, man. But I'll tell you, if if they thought about keeping him, getting rid of kid when he's when his contract's up, he might bolt. And I'll tell you, who wouldn't want him with those numbers? Good guy. And you, if you watch him play, I mean, everybody has watched him play. He is. I mean, I saw, take him from the foul line. He takes one step. He's 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 dunking the ball in. Now let, let, let let's 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 let some stuff sink in. Patriots are playing in the eighth Super Bowl in eighteen years. Eighth Super Bowl for Bill and Tom. And I know that my buddy Harris wants them to win, so Eli will have the only two wins over Tom Terrific and Bill Belichick. And I love what uh, Doug Peterson says: "We're going to the stinking Super Bowl." And you know, uh, Chris Long has a—you know—he played on the Pats last season. He says Tom Brady goes out and rips people's hearts out. 158 yards pass in the fourth quarter. And look at this. Now, the Eagle. Now, I, Carl Banks has something interesting to say today about the Eagles. He feels, first of all, they have more healthier bodies. They have uh, a lot of weapons on offense. They can run the ball. A lot of weapons on defense. They can get to the quarterback. They got speed in the secondary. And he thinks that they got a, they got a really good shot. I do, too. I do, too. And he said, look at this. They converted 71% of the third downs into first on Sunday against a team they had the best third down conversion team. Vikings came into the game allowing 25% of third downs to be converted. And you got Foles who had scoring drafts of 75, 76, 60, 75, and 88 yards in the title game. I was saying, hey. And a backup quarterback, Nate Sudfeld, said, I'm around him. I'm around him all the time. He's an anchor who doesn't get moved by the waves around him. And and then the, the, you saw that play by Stephon Gilmore where he went up and, uh, what was that, that passed at the end of the fourth down play by Bortles. He said, uh, oh, it was with D.D. Westbrook. He said, we saw it, I think, twice during the game. So it's a play like they like to run. I have Westbrook. That's the guy the coaches want me on. The one thing they tell you, us, us a lot here, Coach Belichick and Matty P, that's Matt Patricia, defensive coordinator, and quarterbacks coach Josh Boyer is, don't worry about the receiver, worry about the ball. You be the receiver. I trust my technique and ball skills. So at the top of, the, of, of his route, I see the ball. I reach up. You know, with his right hand, I think I've got a good shot to get. I just knock it down. And he knocked it down. He said, you know what? You know, because it's worth down. Why, why, you know, hey, we get the ball. That's that's a player who's thinking. Like, I just got to knock the ball down. Because it's fourth down. Let's cut the ball at a good position. You know, if he would have caught the ball there, you know, hey, think about it. Terrible field position. Now they get the ball, run the clock out, end the game. But still, that you know, what a, that was an amazing play. Yeah. And they're going to miss Matty P. And Gilmore says, I'm going to the Super Bowl. That's the reason why I came here. It's pretty great. Hey, the Chris Long last year, too, did the same thing. And, and, and they got, you know, they had freaking Gilmore. They had James Harrison, who had a sack. Philip Dorsett makes a 30, on the flea flicker, 31-yard uh, play. I mean, good God. I mean, it's crazy. 
Yeah, I, I forgot about Philip Dorsett. And then I was like, holy shit, he got the ball. I was like, they got it from India. I was like, unbelievable. Listen to this. Listen to this. 2001, 2002, 2004, the Patriots began their run of winning Super Bowls. 2014, 2016, 2017. And the Eagles, when they went to the Super Bowl, they beat the Falcons and the Vikings on the way to the Super Bowl the last time they met 13 years ago. And, you know, the same would, would, would as just one of the guys training today, Mike was saying, you know, you think that uh, Belichick will retire? I said, I don't know, but you know what? He might also want to prove if McDaniels and Patricia leave that, hey, can I win it without these two guys? And that's, you know, hey, came back. You got a Patriot team, Patriot team down 25 last year Super Bowl. 10, they, they went into Ben, uh, down seven early against Tennessee, ten down against Jacksonville. Hey, I'd love to see it. Yeah, and if they beat, that would be huge. Now, Pat's only ran nineteen for forty-six going in, uh, against the Jags last week, and they're going to miss Legarrette Blunt. You said that touchdown run by Legarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi had some nice runs. Pretty crazy. They're also open up to a five and a half point favorite. Eagles will be an under over third straight game. Favorites are 51, are 33 and 18. They've won 33 of the 51 previous Super Bowls. And listen to this. In 180 minutes of playoff football this month, the Jaguars trailed for 14 minutes, 41 seconds. Didn't get the win. Did not get the win. And Mike Vrabel, they said, will not be, I, will not be missed. Players, he, he coached with the Texans. But the... The, the Lions like to be quiz Matthew Stafford the night before his interview. Damn, talking about covering all your bases. And Deion Lewis summed up uh, Danny Amendola. He said he's a fucking animal. I'm cursing. I don't care. He's a beast, man. How about that? And the Cardinals do not have a head coach. Well, they do now. They're getting Wilkes from the defensive coordinator from the Panthers. And they don't have a, now they, they don't have a quarterback under contract for next season. And Mike Vrabel caught 12 passes for 17 yards in his 14-year career. All 12 receptions went for touchdown. And Jim Schwartz, you know what? You are not getting the job with the Cardinals, but I'll tell you. Unbelievable. You know, and, and Harrison had a strip sack of Bortles, making it 30-19 at the two-minute warning. Too big a hill to climb. Now, I was talking about NFL scout Greg Gabriel, NFL analyst for Pro Football Weekly. Yeah, he said, uh, this year's class... You know, he said three are going to go in the top ten. Well, you could, Trubisky went third, Mahomes went tenth, and Deshaun Watson went twelfth, so it was pretty close. And he says the meaning of the Super Senior Bowl is it changed four, to, four quarterbacks, yes, on each team. How many reps can each of them get? Your guys are going to separate themselves in practice. He said that's hogwash. Three or four years ago they might have been, but now they've cut out Monday practice. Now they practice full on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then a lighter practice Thursday and a walk through Friday. you got Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and Luke Falk all on the freaking north. So who's going to get I mean. That's a lot of freaking. Oh, along with a f- fourth passer, could be a mid-round pick, Tanner Lee. Well, how many? What's each guy going to play a quarter? From the South, has Kurt Benkert of Virginia, Mike White of Western Kentucky, Brandon Silver Silvers of Troy, and Kyle Laletta of Richmond. I would have liked to seen freaking um, the kid out of. Man, I'm blanking on his name out of Louisville, Lamar Jackson. I would like to see Lamar Jackson play this game. I would. But but now Gabriel feels, like I said, you know, Sam Darnold, you know, had a really good year in 2016, didn't have a great year this year, 
you know, he's got a weird sidearm, side, semi-sidearm throw. They'll work with him. Josh Rosen, not, con- not convinced of his arm strength. He felt that Josh Allen, you know, hey, against his three biggest foes this year, Nebraska, Oregon, and Iowa, passer rating of 31, one touchdown, eight interceptions. That's not good. Doesn't feel the rush well. He's a retreater, great arm, great size, great athlete. Nobody with a low, with his low completion percentage, 56% is a great NFL career. Jake Locker, look him up. Look up. He's, he's out. Didn't last that long. He should be, he felt he should be 7 to 8 to 10% higher. Four teams in the top seven. You got the Browns, one and four Giants. He said it's average. That's what he's saying for the GMs. Got the Browns pick one and four. Giants second. Broncos five. Jets six. A pretty big need. Buffalo's picking 21 and 22. They're going to take one. Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, Case Keenum. They're both cousins going to get a lot of money. Alex Smith, I agree. And the Raiders kind of skimped around the Rooney rule. They interviewed Titans coach Bobby Johnson and USC T. Martin. But come on, they they were they wanted our John Gruden. Listen, it happens all the time. We finally got a, a minority coach, African American, made the cut. But before that, nobody. And listen to this. This is from Ed Ed Boucher from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Covers the Steelers beat writer. Now Bell. You know, he's going to get the franchise tag, which will make it 14.57 this year. Well, they offered to, he turned down, he turned down their offer last year of a contract that would have paid him $12 million on average per year, more than $30 million in the first two. The next higher paid running back, which was Devontae Freeman on the Falcons, $8.5 million a year. His agent wanted to take it, and he turned it down. And you think, dude. If your agent's saying it's a good fucking deal, take the deal. One guy's making $8.5 million, you're turning down that much money. You're like, what the fuck? How are you turning that kind of money down? Unbelievable, right? What do I know? And I'll tell you, he's going to hold that again, and I think they're going to get rid of him. I think they'll bring in another guy. I know he's a great player, but he's been a headache. And people and Peter King says more Steeler fans want Tomlin, 26-10 the last two years, to be fired than Brown fans want Hugh Jackson, 131 the last two years. I mean, how can you do it? And you know what, Peter King, I agree. Bruce Arians, opinionated, speaks his mind, total like bat. He's a, he's awesome. He is. He's. He, I, I love him. He he would be an awesome guy on NFL football. I think he would be great. I know they're putting Hasselbeck in the Pro Bowl, but I I would like him. And Chris Long ran with the Rams, zero playoff games, and now two straight Super Bowls. And I loved Howie Long with his grandson on his lap post game. I thought that was the cutest freaking thing in the world. I mean, just freaking awesome. Awesome. And you know what? Knicks are going to play at Golden State tomorrow night. They'll probably, you know, get blown up by the Lakers. They'll probably beat the Warriors. Because in Trump America, that's what happens now. You win one game, you lose the next. Ooh, multiple Cavs players questioning Kevin Love for leaving last game with illness during an emotional team meeting today. We're not in Kansas anymore. Cleveland, as usual, going through some shit. They're going to trade a bunch of guys. We'll see what happens. Unbelievable. So now you got the Eagles with 17 postseason wins. Second to the Vikes with 20. And But this was interesting. Listen to this. This was interesting. According to NFL research, the last five teams that won a playoff game with a touchdown in sudden death, whereas time expired, you know, as the Vikings did, lost their next game by an average of 23 points. You would de- Minnesota, the defense that ranked second against the run and, a pa- and pass, had first and points allowed, de- unraveled big time. 
And I love what Frank Reich says about uh, Nick Foles, who did thank the Lord, first and foremost, the Lord last night, as well he should have. He goes, he can give you the no-look pass. He can be looking one way and hit the guy. He has a knack and feel. He said, this is a guy who was a coveted point guard recruit before he chose to play football. And I love Julie Ertz was crying when she she played scored a goal last night in the exhibition win over Denmark in San Diego. And she found out that they were going to the Super Bowl. She's crying. And they showed her husband. He was crying. It was, it was you know, saw a couple that was really in love. I, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I just think it's, you know. And Jeremy Bates is going to be the new offensive coordinator for the Jets, former QB. The QB coach is now going to be, hey, let's see. We'll see what happens. I got to give him, hey, I thought Josh McCann had a pretty good year. Now, I don't think he had great quarterbacks to work with, but I'll give him a shot. You want continuity with the team. Hey, Todd Bowles has to work with somebody, and he did like, he did. He was high on Jeremy Bates. So, you know what? It's He's the coach. Let him work with guys. He's got to work with the guys he wants to work with. And McCagney signed off on it, so that's a good thing. So, last Eagles, biggest underdog since the Cards were seven-point dogs to the Steelers in 2009, Super Bowl 43. Steelers won the last second touchdown and by Santonio. Is it Santonio now? Santonio. No, it's not Santonio Moss. MVP, MVP, Super Bowl 43. Santonio Holmes. Uh, he turned out to be a great Jet, huh? Yeah. That, that was me being a little facetious. Being very facetious. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. You know, now I want a good Super Bowl, man. I want a good Super Bowl. I want to be, yeah. Hey, Kentucky in rank for first time since 2014. They're 14-5, 4-3 in the SEC. Two-game losing streak. And then he was going after Duke saying that they'll send. I, I got some swamp land to sell you in Florida. Listen, dude. You've been getting the guys every goddamn year, and now the first time you get, you get, you don't get the guy. You don't get the guy you want. Well, you know what? Tough shit. Welcome, welcome to the party. Remember that in uh, remember that in Die Hard when he shoots out the window, he goes, "Welcome to the party, buddy." Well, that's what you are. You're welcome to the party. And thank God, the U.S. Gymnastics Board of Governors Chairman Paul Perilla, Vice Chairman Jay Binder, and Treasurer Bitsy Kelly all resigned. Get rid of them. Done. Enough. You know, and you, you, you know, and Ali uh, Reisman, one of the more than 140 women, she goes, I think that when somebody in high power is telling you to be quiet, right when they realized you are abused, I think that is a threat. And especially when their first concern should be to make sure I'm okay, to get information from me, to see if my other teammates were abused, to see what else I knew, to get to the bottom of it. And they didn't, they didn't. And they, you know, you know, we're handling this, we got this, that's what you tell them. Like, stop asking questions. Don't talk about it because we're going to tip off, because you're going to tip off the investigation. So I didn't want to jeopardize anything. Come to find out that they didn't report it right away. And how about this? 15-year-old girl who was repeatedly molested by former, by Larry Nasser, still getting billed for appointments where I was sexually assaulted. Emma Ann Miller said she trusted Nasser like a family member, explaining that she had known him all her life. She goes, uh... Well, Miocic deemed himself greatest heavyweight. Well, he is. He's won. No one's defended the title more, so you got it. She goes, it's always been just my mom and I. I needed a positive male role model in my life. Nassar had filled that role for me. Unbelievable. At age 10, she was a monthly patient of Nassar's for a back injury. Her last treatment with him was in August 2016. 
She said, I was too sexually assaulted by NASA multiple times and multiple appointments. And still receiving bills. They And F Corp, Michigan State didn't respond to the comment about the regarding the billing. She uh, said she was honored to be a patient of the former Team USA gymnastics doctor, doctor, and he called her goofball. She said that nickname will forever haunt me. She said, uh, I, I have never wanted to hate someone in my life, but my hate towards you is uncontrollable. Larry Nassar, I hate you. Yeah, 40 years, yeah. She was even abused by Nasser in a supply room. She so she told the team she told the judge that a forty year minimum sentence is not long enough. Unbelievable. Ninety five survivors have come forward to speak. Unbelievable. And they were all talking now, you know, it was you know, they looked up to him because he was this doctor who worked with all these gymnasts, and he used that to his advantage. Wow. Oh my God! She and then one of the girls. Uh, I'm going to butcher her name. What's her name here? Klasina Sairavi said that during treatment, one hand would be on my lower back, massaging, pressing, and one hand would be in between my legs with his fingers inside me. I would cry. I would cry because it hurt. It felt like my, he was ripping my vagina apart. Said her mother was in the room during the treatments. He would see tears leaking out of my eyes and say, I have to get really deep in there, and I can tell it's very tight. She said at the time she thought nothing of it. I was being seen by the best. I trusted him, and I trusted the treatment. I now question the ten of the comments he made. His words haunt me. Was he referring to my back or my vagina? Larry, how many of us are there? Do you even know? Did you even keep track? Shame on you, Larry. Shame on you. We trusted you. You were doing the right thing when it was only for your sexual gratification. How selfish. You tainted the sport I love. You have made it so that I am embarrassed to tell people I was a gymnast. You have torn apart the gymnastics world, but look at us, Larry. We are up here putting it together, trying to make sense of what you did and salvage the sport. I hope your kids don't suffer from the shadow of what you did. After today, I will not cry anymore. I'm done. I'm fed up with the magnitude to which the tragedy has spiraled into your disaster. Wow. Unbelievable. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, and this was awesome. You know, big uh, man Clint Capella caught Kevin Durant's attention when he told Tim McMahon of ESPN, said his job is not that hard. Uh, you know, when after the Golden State, you know, was ta- when he talked about how they were better than the Golden State Warriors, and Durant said of Capella, his job is not that hard. When your job is that hard, you know, you can you you can't just come out there and say shit like that. I don't expect that from CP and and James and Trevor Ariza and the rest of the guys, Capella. Catch and dunk every night, so it's pretty easy for him. Well, Capella's actually having his best season to date. 14 points a game, almost 15 a game, 11 rebounds, two blocks a game. And the Rockets are perfect. 17-0 when Harden, Paul, and Capella are all healthy in the lineup per Mark J. Spears and the undefeated. You know what? I just feel like this is noise, dude. Kevin, why you even why even respond to this, Durant? You have you got the ring. You're the defending champions. You're the best player. You were the best player. You showed you were the best player in the world right now in that in that finals. You were the dominating figure. Who gives a shit about this guy, Clint Capella? Why even waste time with this shit? I don't get it. Enough. Shut up. End of story. Redonkulous. All right. I was going to talk about... What else? Oh, I, I, we watched Antique Roadshow. This guy, Randy Gumpert, his granddaughter had his Philadelphia Athletics... No, I think it was the daughter his Philadelphia Athletics jersey 
and World Series ring from the Yankees and cuff, cufflinks worth $75,000. It was really... Anthony Roadshow is the greatest show. It's like, it's, 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 just, it's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. Mike Rabel, yeah. Oh, this is what... Seth Payne, the 10-year vet who now does Houston Drive Time Radio... Said Vrabel's a very good linebacker coach. Beyond that, I don't have a clue. It's hard to find anyone who's upset that he's got leaving. Well, we'll see what he does with the Titans, man. I love it. Uh, Sean Payton sent a text message uh, last Monday morning to Mike Zimmer. To uh, Mike Zimmer. He's like, both coach on Dallas. He goes, congrats, buddy. One day we'll remember our, in our nursing home. And Bill Belichick about the... I'm sorry, 12 stitches Tom Brady got. We're not talking about open-arm surgery. And Doug Marone, how about this? Outside of, God forbid, someone passing that you feel close to, this is probably as close of... This is as close of pain that you'll have. This is probably as close. This is a pain you deal with when you lose football games. We have to deal with it and it hurts. Okay, dude, get over it. And Nick Bonacani thinks that nobody should play football before high school. He said he took... He started playing when he was a little kid. He said that you shouldn't allow seven-year-olds to receive 500 head impacts a season just because they happen to be getting exercise. He said he took about five to 20,000 hits to his head in his youth, college, and pro career. Because uh, he played youth football in Springfield, Mass. With whatever equipment I could find, I love football, I love it, but I made a mistake by starting my career at nine years of age. Now, they did a, the, they did a presentation which showed that some of the best players ever, Jim Brown, Taylor, LT, Anthony Munoz, and Rice didn't play tackle football until high school. Drew Brees didn't either. And he'll insist his son stay away from tackle football until he's high school. A lot of guys are talking about that. I agree. I think it's too young. Let the brains develop. We'll see what happens. But yeah. Oh, and I love what Jeff Schwartz said. This is, my, this is perfect for my mom. My wife, who isn't a football fan, just said, I don't want Tom Brady to win this game. Somebody else needs to win the Super Bowl. He wins too much. That's what my mom's like. Do they keep winning? They're always winning. I love my mom for saying that. And Jimmy Garoppolo already got $79,000 for New England making the Super Bowl. If they win, he'll get 112000 If not, he'll get 56000 Minimum he's going to make is 135000 He earned it. He earned it. Good for him. I should give him every, every goddamn dime. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Do it all. And I like this group called... Marathons with Meaning, where they pair runners with people with disabilities. And uh, this Black Girls Run, which aims to encourage healthier lifestyles for all women, but especially African Americans. I think more people could do it. A, Djokovic lost today. Amanda Keys won. She's going into the quarters. Very excited about that. She's going to play, I think, Kerber. That's who she's going to play next. One straight set. She hasn't dropped a set or gone to a tiebreaker yet. And you know what? Philadelphia only has won, since 1983, the only championships of the 2009 Phillies. And Nick, Nick Foles, only quarterback in franchise history to throw at least 300 yards and three touchdowns in a postseason game. How about that? That's pretty scary. And the Vikings now have not had a Super Bowl berth in 41 freaking years. 41 years. 41 freaking years. Unbelievable. Yankees in the top baseball America's top 100 prospects. They have six. Leading with Glaber, Glaber Torres is sixth of the top 100. But how about that? Sixth in the top 100. Uh, Justice Sheffield could get a play this, this year. Chance Adams. Definitely Torres. 
and Estevan, Estevan Florio. But Sheffield and Torres will be playing with the Yankees this year. Not bad, man, huh? And Errol Spence Jr. eyeing a showdown with Keith Thurman later this year. I liked, ooh, that was a hell of a fight, yeah. Steve Wilkes, you're going to be new head coach for the Cardinals. Kansas is now in the top five. Oklahoma falls to number 12. Love that Kentucky is unranked. You keep crying, Calipari. You keep crying. Unbelievable. Larry Nassie should. Man. Said Knicks could target Lakers guard Kentavious Caldwell Pope in free agency. I think it's way too soon. Come on. Can we get to the season first? And Blazers interested in DeAndre Jordan. We'll see if that leads to anything. Yeah, we shall see. Pat Shermer, man. And oh, I saw the I saw the the All-Star game jerseys. They're boring as shit looking, man. They're black and boring looking. It's not that they're black, they just they got no pizzazz. And they're also going to carry a Kia advertising patch for the third consecutive year. Yeah, I'm just like, eh. Doesn't look that they, they look kind of boring. And also they suspended uh John uh, Gettert, who has known and operated two gyms that employed Larry Nasser. I think they said he was uh listen. Very, this is what the most interesting thing I read about this. He was very tough with athletes. He scared the shit out of him. Always had a sense of fear. One former gy- gymnast of uh, Gettert's told Outside the Lines that the dynamic in Gettert's gym let her conclude that part of what enabled this is John broke little girls' spirits and bodies and Larry was there to fix them. And that is freaking scary shit. Caroline lost 80-69. Luke, May, Luke May's had 23 points, 9 rebounds. Number 10, Caroline. They're going to drop Coming in on four straight wins, and that's the end of that. End of that. All right. I need to go to bed, so let me do my trivia questions. All right. Shaft. Uh. All right. Youngest player in NBA history to have a triple-double. Lonzo Ball. Had 19 points, 13 assists, and 12 rebounds on November 11, 2017. What is it, 19? Youngest player, Lonzo Ball. You know, I haven't read anything about the two brothers in Lithuania. I gotta check. I will check on that for next show. Okay. Tonight's trivia question. Most TD receptions by a Seahawk in franchise history. Most TD receptions by a Seahawk in franchise history. Most TD receptions by a Seahawk. Oh, that can't be true. Tight end. I'm sorry. Most TD receptions by a tight end in Seahawks franchise history. Because t- touchdowns. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tight ends. Most TD receptions by a Seahawks tight end in franchise history. Yes. All right. We got Super Bowl. Let's see if the Eagles can keep it up. I would be. I would love to see the Eagles pull this one out. Wouldn't you? That would be kind of sweet. I need to go to bed. Oh, and I. I you know, before I go to bed, I want to talk about. So I left my session today, ten eighteen, and I wanted to get catch a ten thirty bus. I ran and made the bus with a minute to spare from what? That's nineteen twenty blocks, running like a banshee. And my father goes, "Why?" I go, "I kind of wanted to get home. I was tired, and I'm on pace to break. I need three to two miles this month." to get my patch on my phone from Apple Watch. Yes, that sounds lame as shit, but it's my lameness. And I love it. And I deal with it. I thrive on it. All right. 
I'm going to bed. I'm rambling. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>